It's HSK Today, a weekly in-depth look at the Henderson Silver Knights and the AHL with your host, Brian McCormick. And here we go on a beautiful Thursday afternoon. This is HSK Today. Brian McCormick here, you there, Jared Justice on the other side of the glass as we talk horse hockey and get ready for two games this weekend at Stockton Arena where the Silver Knights will take on the first place heat. Uh, plenty to cover on a fairly busy afternoon. Again, this is another day in which the Silver Knights are traveling and some news breaking before the team uh, got off the ground. Braden Pahal has been named captain of the Silver Knights. He is the third captain in team history, so we'll talk about that, and we hope that we will hear from Braden Pahal as well later on in the program. We'll talk a little bit about the uh, the, the heavy the heavy attendance in the goaltending battery for the Henderson Silver Knights. Of course, there's been the trio of Logan Thompson, Dylan Ferguson, and Yuri Patera, all of them in the mix in one way or another over the course of the last uh, month plus. Now you can add Logan Fladell to that rotation as well as he was signed to a PTO from the South Carolina Stingrays earlier this week. We'll discuss uh, his history and uh, what he can uh, offer to the Silver Knights this uh, well this this week, and uh, we'll see how much more his services are required beyond that. Uh, and we also caught up with Scott Jones. He is the skating and skills uh, development consultant for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, basically, we narrow that down to uh, skills coach and focuses on the, uh, the the technical aspects of skating and stick handling and uh, you know the, those little fine intricacies that make a player make the jump from good to great. So we uh, we caught up with him as well as he is in town working with the team this week. So lots to discuss, lots to cover, and we'll get to it right now. Uh, as again, the Silver Knights are getting ready for a weekend against the Stockton Heat, a very good Stockton team, but a team that the Silver Knights have handled pretty well. Uh, dating back to last Wednesday when they got a 5-2 win over first place Stockton. They are now 2-0-1 against the Heat. Uh, no, no team in the AHL has a better record against Stockton than that. Um, but it is a Stockton Heat team that has cooled off a little bit. They're, they're 500 over their last 10 games, and they're coming off a, uh, a loss on Wednesday against the San Diego Gulls. So uh, it's, a, it's a Stockton team that's trying to find their footing a little bit, uh, but they do boast, you could argue, the best goaltender in the American Hockey League right now in Dustin Wolf, who the Silver Knights have beaten twice, uh, and one of the rising offensive talents in the games in first-round pick Jacob Pelletier. So lots to cover there, but for the for the Silver Knights, it's, it's a team they've played very, very well. Uh, and interesting coming off a weekend when the Silver Knights lost back-to-back games and, and rather convincingly uh, to the Ontario Reign, who are second in the Pacific. Uh, Stockton, Ontario, those are two teams you know you're going to have to go through before the spring is up. And uh, the, the Silver Knights have been able to handle both very differently. Against Stockton, they've been able to keep games slow and tight and grinding and, and really coax the heat into mistakes. And on the, uh, on the Ontario rain hand, it's been the complete opposite. It's the rain who have had the offensive firepower, the dominant shift after shift pressure in the offensive zone. And frankly, uh, the Silver Knights just, just had a bad couple of games defensively. I don't say that as a way to, to brush off the weekend, like, oh, it was just a rough couple of games. Don't read into it more than that. No, it's an Ontario team that has 
the offensive firepower to capitalize on those mistakes. It's the kind of team you can't make those kinds of mistakes against, uh, and that includes penalty trouble. Uh, and for the Silver Knights against Ontario, I mean, how many of the, of the 10 goals scored in two games, how many of them were, were from smack dab in the middle of the ice? You know, a lot. Either a turnover or a, uh, a quick transition just highlighting a blown assignment in front. Uh, and that's where after the game, Jamie Heward, and we're, we're going to hear from uh, Jamie Heward, said, you know, we, we've, I'm paraphrasing, but almost a little bit of a, okay, we were really good defensively for about a month. Uh, this was a, a rough weekend, and now it's time to go back to the drawing board a little bit, or, or more, more accurately, let's get back to the fundamentals again, focus on what we do well, uh, because that was exposed a little bit against Ontario. So we'll see uh, if the Silver Knights can, can recapture that discipline against Stockton. Again, they've done just that pretty much all season to this point. But this is also a, a Stockton team with uh, Jacob Pelletier, with Glenn Godden, with Justin Kirkland. This is a team that has firepower. Uh, so the Silver Knights will have to be on their on their game when they get to Stockton Arena, a game where they a place where they won an overtime game earlier this season in November. But overall, not a lot of teams doing a, a tremendous amount of winning in Stockton this season. The Stockton Heat enter the weekend with a home record of 12-2-2. Moving to the breaking news of the day, Braden Pahal has been named captain. He is the third captain in Henderson Silver Knights history, following in the footsteps of Patrick Brown and Ryan Murphy, who were both captain last year, first Patrick Brown, and then when he was called up permanently to the VGK, Ryan Murphy uh, assumed the captaincy. So uh, big big shoes to fill for anyone, but for, for Braden Pahal, uh, I think one of the most impressive things about him earning the captain is, is he's a young player. You know, you don't see that many players in their third pro season uh, assuming the captaincy, especially this is a team that has, you know, a, a veteran presence, the likes of, you know, Sven Berchi and, uh, you know, Derek Pouliot. It has some veteran guys, but that just speaks to how highly not only the coaching staff feels uh, or thinks about Braden Pahal, uh, but the players as well. I mean, w- one thing that's very interesting about this decision not the the person but the timing is that we are just about midway through the season we're right about at that midway point uh and for those of you who haven't been counting on your fingers and toes the silver knights have played 29 games game number 30 of 68 will be on friday um this is a a very unique unusual start to the season we all know that both in terms of the COVID thing that has impacted the entire league, uh, but also for the absence of Manny Viveros, who's been on his medical leave. Uh, it was a very understandable strategy for the Silver Knights to take their time with this, not to rush it, not to try to make re- you know reads on things when when the the control group, the backdrop was so constantly shifting and moving you know you're waiting for some sort of consistency and some sort of calmness and even in that you know the silver knights have have won 16 of 29 games they sit third in the pacific they did they did pretty well through all that uncertainty uh, and they hope that they'll have manny viveros back behind the bench very soon Um, but it gave them a chance to sit back and say all right let's see how this plays out let's see how players react to one another let's see what we have in this dressing room right now uh, and what they discovered over the course of three months is that even at a, a player only three years into the league, Braden Pahal is a player who can, who can carry the message in the room. Uh, he's a, discipl- a disciplined player. He's an extraordinarily mature player for his age at 22 years old. 
um, and he, he's dependable. I think that's that's it's two sided when you choose a captain, uh, particularly in the American Hockey League. You need someone who is right in the room, players get along with, look up to, admire, whatever phraseology you want to use for that. You need that element of it, but you also need someone who on the ice can play and can back it up. Those words fall pretty hollow if you're going to play four minutes a night and not really contribute. Brayden Pahal had, in the beginning of the year, when there was, again, so much lineup turnover, he was a power play guy, what he traditionally hasn't been in the past. He's absolutely been uh, one of the best penalty killers in the in the Western Conference for the last two seasons. He's a shutdown presence. He's a guy who plays hard, grinding minutes. Uh, and that that backs up the message too. So you know, for for Manny Viveros, he, he said that uh, you know Braden Ball is a player that exemplifies, embodies everything that the VGK wants a hockey player to be, everything that a Silver Knight is supposed to be. Uh, and he was rewarded in in kind. So it's a, g- a great honor for Braden Pahal, uh, and it's a, a, again a player that do- lets his play do the talking. Well liked in the room, says the right thing. Uh, but at the same time, also has a uh, an unassuming all business personality that is uh, is going to suit this team and this coaching staff very very well. So we'll hear more from Braden Paul later on in the program. I I expect that we'll be able to grab him at some point. Uh, other news for the roster: we mentioned Logan Fladell has been added to the roster on a professional tryout agreement. Uh, Logan Thompson uh, out due to illness for the moment. Dylan Ferguson up in his place uh, in the VGK. Uh, rotation. So that left Yuri Patera in need of a partner for this weekend, and, and Logan Fladell comes on. Uh, of course, the, the Vegas Golden Knights organization, the Silver Knights, always very uh, up to speed on the player histories of Western Hockey League talent, uh, and Logan Fladell is just that. He played uh, with several teams in the Western Hockey League from 2013 onward. He was a Seattle Thunderbird. He was a Saskatoon Blade. He was a Swift Current Bronco, and he was also a member of the Leth- uh, Lethbridge Hurricanes. Uh, and he was a Swift Current Bronco, I believe, when Manny Viveros was the coach in Swift Current. And let me quick just hit my hockey buttons on my computer just because I would hate to tell you something that isn't true. Uh, but Logan Fladell was in Swift Current for 35 games uh, during that 2017-18 season. So, yes, that was when, of course, Maeve Iveros was there and won a championship with the Swift Current Broncos. Uh, so there, there's some some knowledge, some familiarity there uh, with Manny Viveros as well. Uh, and then after that, Logan Fladell played the last uh, four seasons, including the start of this season, uh, in the Canadian University system at Acadia. So four years at Acadia, went to the South Carolina Stingrays and played three games and then signed the PTO with the Silver Knights. So he will wear number 31, uh, and we'll see if he gets action, any uh, action this weekend or how he's uh, deployed over the course of the next couple of games. But you can add... Logan Fladell to the HSK goaltender battery. Well, we talked about how it was a bit of a rough outing for the Silver Knights on uh, Saturday against the Ontario Reign, really Friday and Saturday, both ends of the home and home, both 5-2 losses to Ontario. After the game, Jamie Heward discussed a little bit about what his team needs to uh, to correct and do better, and here's what he had to say on Saturday night. His first question is, you know, you scored 19 seconds in the game, uh, first period, uh, only one penalty. Uh, but what kind of went off track for, for the team there? Well, I mean, our start was good. We, you know, we did everything that we, we wanted to do to kind of go at them and, um, you know, set the tone in, in our home building. 
And then we just uh, we got a little careless with pucks. Um, we stopped kind of playing, uh, the, I guess the terminology is playing north. Um, we kept going east-west and really didn't go back at them. And we allowed them to kind of catch their breath and, and uh, kind of get into the game. And it, it you know, it just kind of went from there. Um, you know, I, like I said, we, we did have a good start. And the first 10 minutes uh, was good for us. And then we just we just manage pucks poorly and uh, obviously they're a good transition team so it hurt us. Uh, you know Logan was kind of under a lot of heavy pressure uh, you know purely for those first two periods there. Is there a tendency when a goalie's that good uh, for the team to maybe lean on him a little too heavily? Yeah well yeah obviously as a as a player when you know you know, especially a defenseman. If you know you got a, you know, a high-end goaltender behind you, a guy that can make can make stops. Um, you know, there is a tendency to, to maybe not, you know, play the right way at certain times and get a little bit loose. And I think, you know, I think our guys weren't totally relying that you know he was going to steal us a game. But um, you know, it, it just was one of those things where we were a little bit careless in front of them and. Obviously, you know, uh, the one goal is, uh, is Byfield standing all by himself in front of the net. So, you know, that's not something that uh, is characteristic of what we've been doing lately. And, you know, we were talking tonight, we're, you know, I think fourth in the entire league for goals against. And, you know, we were, we were doing the right things. And, you know what, a uh, little bit of a reset for us right now. And, and obviously with, you know, Logan being in there, we're, you know, we're a much better hockey team and he gives us a chance to win every night. And uh, a little bit of a letdown from our guys tonight, for sure. Uh, Gage Twinney, uh, 200 team at this level, uh, seemed real active around the puck uh, as well. You know, since he got back into action last week, now what have you seen from his game? Hey, you know, he's an elite player when he's uh, when he's healthy, and you know, we noticed that uh, last year. Um, you know, being a veteran guy, and and you know, he's uh, he's got the ability to make uh, make a difference. You know, when he's on the ice, uh, power play, penalty kill, and and five on five. It's um, you know, I know it's a little bit frustrating for him to to not be in the lineup. You know, every night. Um, you know, with things that have been going on with him. But when he's when he's around it and he's uh, you know he's dialed into play, he's he's a good player. He's very smart. He can make little plays in tight, and uh, he you know he makes his line mates a lot better. Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing for him is uh, is seasoning. You know, he needs to understand, um, you know, playing game in and game out, um, you know, at a high level, uh, especially against guys that are bigger than him. Um, you know, learning how to score goals um, in difficult situations. You know, I mean, every goal scorer comes out of junior or comes out of Europe that uh, has had success at a younger age has to find a way to get inside the bigger guys and, and find a way to play, um, you know, in tight. And I think that's one thing he's, he's starting to learn. Um, you know, seasoning is a big thing, and that's why a lot of these guys are, are here. And, um, you know, you, you got to make sure the organization's doing the right thing with him by making, you know, making him earn, um, you know, earn the fact that he's going to get uh, a potential look later on in, with VGK. And, um, 
he's an elite player. He's got elite skill, and uh, now it's just a matter of night in and night out uh, putting it together. And you know, the, the one thing with with him, and we've talked to him, is uh, if you're not scoring, what are you know what are you doing? Are you able to play away from the puck? Are you make uh, you know are you making those little plays and um, you know his understanding of the game and and uh, you know what it's like to play at the North American game is is starting to come around. And that was Jamie Heward. And again, you get the sense of that need for a, a, a bit of a reset, a bit of a, a back to basics for the Henderson Silver Knights. Certainly that can serve them well. Uh, and it will also serve them well that they continue to appear to be getting healthier, moving back in the right direction. Uh, Caden Korzak has been skating. Don't know what his plans are for this weekend, but I do know that he's been getting closer and closer to full activity. So they hope that Caden Korzak uh, can rejoin the roster very soon. We'll step aside. Uh, and when we come back, we'll hear from new Henderson Silver Knights captain Braden Pahal. That's straight ahead on HSK Today. Brian McCormick here with you on 1230 The Game, the Silver Knights Radio Network. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. HSK Today. Back on HSK Today, attention all lovebirds, are you celebrating your 25th wedding anniversary this year? Well, if so, please visit hendersonsilvernights.com slash promotions and enter for your chance to win a romantic weekend and tickets to a Silver Knights home game courtesy of IGT. Again, to enter, please visit hendersonsilvernights.com slash promotions. Henderson Silver Knights getting ready to take on the Stockton Heat this weekend, a pair of games at Stockton Arena. But as we mentioned in our last segment, some big news breaking earlier today. Braden Pahal has been named the new captain of the Henderson Silver Knights, and we caught up with Braden Pahal a bit earlier today. With newly named Henderson Silver Knights captain Braden Pahal. Uh, Braden, first of all, congratulations on the new gig. Thank you. I appreciate it. So I'm always curious when players get that uh, well that, that honor really like how how you were told were you called into Manny's office how how did you find out Yeah we had uh, individual player meetings uh, all week uh, just kind of going over our season so far and uh, the coaches told me in my meeting You've been a captain before you were a captain in juniors with with Prince Albert uh, what what is your style of leadership that you would uh, you know, apply to having the captaincy I think it's it's just uh, you know the way I come and and do my thing every day. Uh, every day is a, a day to improve. So I think if uh, you bring that mindset to the rink, it it makes uh, yourself and everyone else around you better. To get the captaincy in the middle of the season, you guys have been playing for a couple of months now. That that's a little bit unique. Is it is it nice for you to to get this? We'll call it a promotion to, to get this when the team already you have a relationship with everybody. It, it, it seems like it's it's a good way to already have your feet wet with this group before this decision was made. Yeah, I think it it is. It's uh, it's good because everybody knows who I am. Uh, whether I wore an A or no letter or or the captain now, I'm not going to change who I am, and uh, I hope everybody respects me for that. With Captain Braden Pahal, uh, how did everyone else react to the news? Did you get some ribbing, or uh, did everyone genuflect? What was the reaction? Yeah, I think everybody was was happy for me, but uh, obviously there's going to be some joking around and and a couple uh, shots here and there. Is there going to be a difference, you think? Again, you were a captain in juniors. Can you apply that exact same mindset to the pros, or is it is it a different job than what you had in the past? Yeah, I think it is different. Uh, in junior, I was an older guy on the team with a lot of experience, but... Uh, now kind of a, a little bit of a younger guy, less experienced. There's guys in that locker room that have played uh, NHL games, and, uh, you know, I haven't had that experience yet. So I think uh, 
for myself, it'll be leaning on those guys that uh, are older and have more experience, and uh, they can help me out too. You kind of just alluded to it. It's your third year pro, so th- that's young in a career. You're also 22 years old, young on both fronts uh, to, to be the captain. That says something about your maturity level, I imagine. I'm not going to make you pat yourself on the back, but it does say something that at, at your age that, that you were given this. Yeah, I think it's it's a huge honor that the organization and the coaching staff and my teammates trust me with that. So uh, it's something that I don't take light, lightly, and I'm excited for it. Uh, what are the the perks of being captain? Do you get the first choice of seat on the bus, or there's got to be something that comes with it? Uh, no, there's no, no no perks that come with it. Uh, there's still that uh, seniority with uh, games played and, and years pro. So uh, it's just a matter of being myself and see where that goes. Yeah, you get more interviews than me. That might be more of a punishment. We're with Captain Braden Pahal. Let's turn to the hockey. Uh, you guys are going up against Stockton this weekend. It's a team you guys have played very well. But coming off a bit of a, a bumpy weekend against Ontario, what kind of things did you guys talk over the last couple of days to, to adjust? Yeah, it's, it's a huge bounce-back weekend for us. Obviously, we didn't play that great against Ontario, and these games are huge. They're, uh, you know, the top team in our division. Uh, you know, we're, we're trying to chase chase these guys and, and Ontario for that matter. So uh, I think e- each of these games are huge, uh, and we need to get back to, you know, playing with our identity, working hard, and, um, you know, being tenacious on the puck. It was to say for you guys, you're 2-0-1 against Stockton. I haven't had a chance to go through the numbers, but... I can't imagine anybody has a better record against Stockton this year. Why have you guys been able to handle them so well when other teams haven't? Uh, I think we, we just stepped up to the challenge. Every time we've played them, we know it's a huge game, and uh, you know we just have to keep that going this weekend. The last three games in the next two, we, we talked about over the last couple of weeks, it's a stretch of five games against the first and second place teams. Had the potential to be a, a statement stretch, an eye-opening stretch perhaps. What has this, this two-week run been like for you guys? Yeah, it's it's been a little bit eye-opening. I think uh, the way we played against Ontario isn't the way that we play hockey. So, I think it was a really good reset for us that uh, needed to happen, and I think it'll it'll help us in the long run. We're a couple of weeks ahead. I don't want you to look too far ahead because coach will get mad. But uh, we're coming up on the All Star break. You guys get a chance to take a little bit of a deep breath, even though there is no All Star game. Any plans? Uh, I'm not sure yet. We'll we'll see what happens. But uh, if you can spend an All Star break in Vegas, it's a pretty good place to play. So uh, maybe maybe play a little golf and hang out with the teammates. Brayden, congrats on the honor. Thanks for the time, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Brian. And that was Brayden Pahal, Henderson Silver Knights captain. The Henderson Silver Knights look to continue their climb to the top of the Pacific Division standings. Single-game luxury suite packages for four or more guests and group ticketing options are available now for all home games at the Orleans Arena. Harold the Town Crier, Lucky, and the rest of the HSK team can't wait to see you there. Visit HendersonSilverKnights.com for more information. HendersonSilverKnights.com. We'll step aside. When we come back, we'll be joined by Scott Jones, skating and skill development consultant for the Vegas Golden Knights. That's straight ahead on HSK Today. Brian McCormick here with you on 12 30 of the game, the Silver Knights Radio Network. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. Is this the Krusty Krab? No! This is HSK Today. Back on HSK Today, Brian McCormick here with you. Fans, don't forget that you can host your next event at Lifeguard Arena from birthday parties and company outings with a view of the Vegas Strip to ice skating and much more. Lifeguard Arena has you covered. Call 725-201-3032. 725-201-3032 for more information today. 
Silver Knights had a few days between games this week. They last played on Saturday. They play again tomorrow in Stockton. So when you have that much time on your hands, you try to get back to the fundamentals. And when that happens, they bring in Scott Jones, the skating and skills development consultant for the VGK. We caught up with him earlier this week, and uh, he gave us a little bit of a breakdown on what he works with and how he works with it when he's working with VGK prospects. Here's Scott Jones. We're with Scott Jones, the Skating and Skills Development Consultant with the Vegas Golden Knights. First of all, Scott, thanks for taking a few minutes. Thanks for having me on, Brian. I appreciate it. So the Skating and Skills Development Consultant, let's break that down to layman's terms for the folks at home. What exactly uh, do you do for the team? So my role, it's it's part of the um, player development um, department, I guess you would say. Uh, Will Nickel would be my supervisor. We always say our department can ride a bicycle built for two. Um, we follow around the prospects, uh, anyone that's drafted by the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, it's up to Will and I to follow them around, to be in contact with them, to watch them play, to give them feedback, and then to report back to uh, management on what we see. Now, my specific role is actual on-ice development. So I'll do, uh, I'll watch players play, and then I'll go out and work on specifics uh, areas of weakness that we see in their game that will help propel them to the next level uh, whether it be skating shooting uh, puck handling decision making Uh, and then even with uh, the Henderson team here that continues uh, until uh, they reach the the final level the the top of the pyramid then I'm here to uh, to help them with whatever they need to get there so so you're breaking down the the technical aspect the the minutiae of someone's stride how they're handling the puck things on that microscopic of a level correct and and breaking it down um for each individual uh every every player is different uh, when you're speaking of all of the players and especially at the pro level um they're here for a reason they're, they're already good players uh, my goal is to make them better to find what it is i'm not going to change the way they do something but if there's a way we can make it more efficient if there's a way we can get their shot off quicker, if we can add power to it, then that's going to give them that competitive advantage, uh, both in the league they're playing in now and hopefully give them the opportunity to play at a higher level as well. One of the fascinating things about that is, not that you would get pushback from players, but I imagine for Manny Viveros, Jamie Heward, when they say, hey, you're standing over here, I need you over there, you demonstrate that on tape, and the players say, okay, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I imagine when you're talking about such a, a fine subject is what you critique. I imagine you hear often enough, hey, you need to do this with your stride. Well, I'm doing that already. Like, yeah. how, how hard is it to get the players to hone in on the, the, the real fine details that you're, that you're focused on? Yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible, really. Um, I like to say I have conversations with the players. Um, I talk a lot about um, different ways they can do things. My motto is always I'll never make you change, but I'll always make you try. Um, so I'll give them something, I'll let them try it, and then I'll ask them, I'll get their feedback. How does it feel? And do you think that this can help you? Uh, and then we go from there, and usually we have, uh, I have pretty good success with that. Um, the game uh, or your skill is, is just a, a bundle of habits, and you have some good habits and you have some bad habits. So we try and take bad habits and, and break those by introducing good habits, and we do that through repetition. With Scott Jones, skating and skill development consultant with the VGK. So there are good habits and bad habits. I wouldn't be surprised if across the landscape, a lot of players have the same bad habits or if they're ones that recur. Is there a certain area that 
most players need to focus on? Yeah, I would say skating. Like if you talk about the forward stride, there's a lot of uh, common areas where, you know, you look at a player, they'll have a wide base. Um, they might have their heels kicking. They might have uh, too much movement in their upper body. That That's pretty common. Mm-hmm. And you see some players, um, like Ben Jones has made tremendous improvements uh, in his stride from the season one when he was drafted. Um, Jake Precision, same thing. He's made a lot of big improvements. Uh, we've spent a ton of time doing that. Like, it's not thing about improving your skills is it, it doesn't happen at practice it doesn't happen in a month it doesn't happen in a year this is something that's it's just continuous improvement and it's always just trying to get one percent better mm-hmm. uh, and if you can add a one percent here and one percent there you're going to be a better player and, and ultimately if you're a better player then your team's going to be better for it and, and you can make the players around you better and if everyone's tugging on the same rope then your team will have success do the players like that kind of work? From a fan in the stands, maybe the pucks have been taken away. It might it might look like the boring work, but for the player, it's probably like a little workshop. I mean, I could see them enjoying that. Yeah, every individual is different again. There's yeah. some that um, appreciate it more than others, I would say. Uh, we're very fortunate here. We've got a group of guys, like we're just finishing up three days of um, every day. We had a little bit of skill development, and, and the guys are bought in, and, and they know they're so close to that next level here. They want everything that they can get. They want all the information that they can get to try and help them uh, reach the pinnacle. And, you know, you get some players in junior, for example, um, where they think they made junior, they're the cat's ass, right? Like they, they don't necessarily need all of that extra work. And that's what separates the, uh, the really good players from the average players. You can you know, be an average player and still play, a, you know, junior hockey, that sort of thing. But to make it pro hockey, you've got to be good. You've got to be really good and you've got to have buy-in. Talking to Scott Jones, you mentioned uh, players who'd stri- whose stride has improved. You mentioned uh, Ben Jones, Jake LeCision. For fans and maybe the fans who don't play, they might think, okay, this, the fastest skater is the guy whose feet are moving the fastest. That's a component, but it's not the largest component. What What is mechanically can you break down for us what a stride is supposed to accomplish what you're looking to perfect in a player with their skating stride yeah so i mean there's there's two elements um that can improve in a stride speed is one of them um and possibly the more important one would be efficiency um so i I spoke about a wide base if you watch a player skate from behind and their feet are always shoulder width or outside their shoulders that's what we call a wide base skater and they, they could be losing as much as six inches of their stride per side. Mm. So uh, the easiest way to, to kind of explain it is if you take a wide base skater and it takes them 15 strides to get from one end of the ice to the other, we want to shape that down to 12 strides. So now you're not working as hard. Now you're not gassing as quickly in your shifts and hopefully you're more productive at the end of a 40-second shift, uh, just like you were at the beginning. And I'm sure players can can feel that progress. Mm-hmm. They, once, once they've gotten it down a little bit, they can probably tell that they're, they're getting around easier than they had been. Absolutely. And, and the other one they really feel and uh, speaks for itself is balance. You know, if, if you see a player that has an uh, arm swing that goes side to side, then their upper body, if you were to really look closely at it, it's hard to see with the naked eye maybe, but their upper body is also moving side to side. So 
their upper body is going east-west, their legs are going north-south, they're contradicting one another, and that, once again, is going to take away from your speed and efficiency. Now, with the puck on your stick, I mean, Pavel Dorofiev can dangle, and we expect him to dangle. Part of that's talent, and like you said, every player is differently. You wouldn't expect the same results from someone who's a stay-at-home defenseman, but you probably want them to do more than just off the glass and out. So for, for players who are less gifted in the mittens, what, are the, what do you try to accomplish with them? Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm that guy myself. <laughs> I always say I teach it. That doesn't necessarily I was, mean I was really good at it. But every individual has an identity, and, and you want to play within that identity. I don't like to try and, like, if, if you're a stay-at-home defenseman, um, I'm not going to teach you to, to toe drag and rush the puck. And I'm you're going to you're you, get him in trouble. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to tell you to pick your spots. If there's an opportunity to go, and, and you feel confident in skating in that lane, then you go. But if you have to beat two or three guys, then that's probably not the best decision for you. There's a better option out mm-hmm. there. Same with some forwards. Like there's some forwards that look at the NHL. There's, there's players, Patrick Kane, for example, does things on his team that I'll guarantee the coach is telling other players on that team, no, Patrick does that, but you don't. That's not your role, <laughs> right? And, and I try and teach players within uh, what their identity is. We can add some, some uh, skilled stuff like that to their, uh, to their workload, but it's, you also have to make sure they know when they can use it. Mm-hmm. it it's not, okay, I'm gonna teach you this, go out and use it as much as you can. It's, I'm gonna teach you this, so if you get into this situation, say you're battling along the wall or something like that, this is in your toolbox. And the more tools you have in the toolbox, the more confidence you have. And that's really what we try and build uh, with skill development is, is we're building their skills, but we're also building their confidence to be able to use those skills and in what situations to do. With Scott Jones, when you're looking at the prospects on the road, the college kids, the junior kids, is it harder to detect what they need? Because you would figure the competition they're going up against, yes, you're focused on the individual, but they can probably get away with things that they wouldn't be able to at the higher levels or it masks some of those deficiencies. Is, is that a harder thing to detect than maybe it is at the AHL level? Uh, not necessarily harder. Uh, I would say the harder thing uh, is for the players is understanding what their identity is. You might be a um, 30 goal scorer in the Ontario Hockey League. Chances are that's not going to translate into the American Hockey League and that's something that they have to understand. It's okay to still do that in the Ontario Hockey League or the Western Hockey League or whatever, but you'd better make sure that you're rounding out your 200-foot game as well. You better make sure you're good in your defensive zone. You better make sure that you're fast through the neutral zone and, and you've got a complete game because if you're planning on just being that 30-goal scorer, it's going to be a really tough transition and you're potentially setting yourself up to fail. And they have to be receptive to the idea that they might not be a 30-goal scorer at the next level, and you know better than they do. Yeah, and and it it happens. I mean, there's all kinds of proof. The the beauty of it is we can pull up stats and say, this guy was a 30-goal scorer. Look what he's doing now, right? And and like I say, my goal, I always feel if our players don't succeed, then that's partly on me too because my job was to help them to succeed, to get them to that level. But... You know, I always say they need to want it more than I do, and I want it for them. So. With Scott Jones, skating and skill development consultant. Scott, this would be a better question for TV than radio, but let's give it a try. For the, uh, the young player listening at home, what's a fun drill? What's a, what's a fun skills drill they can take with them when they go out next time? 
Oh man, there's there's so many of them. Yeah, we'll put fun in quotation marks. Yeah, I mean, anything you can do with a puck on your stick is the kids love that stuff. For me, it's if you're out on the pond. Uh, I guess that's not relevant here in Vegas, but back where I'm from, there's there's actually pond hockey. But if you're out kind of just on free ice, have fun with it. My thing is a lot of players nowadays are really focusing on their stick handling and they see the Trevor Zegers plays and the Michigan goals and things like that and everyone wants to do it. And, and that's something that it's a very special talent to do that. And the players that are doing that stuff are already good skaters. Mm-hmm. They already shoot the puck pretty well. They already make good decisions. Don't get yourself, don't get too far ahead of yourself in your development progress. Make sure that before you go and you work on picking up the puck and wrapping it around the net in the air, make sure you can shoot. Mm-hmm. Make sure you can skate. Like, don't spend all of your time trying to do the things that aren't necessarily going to get you where you want to go. Have fun with it for sure, but just make sure that you spend some time on the, the important qualities uh, that are going to get you to the point that you want to get to. I've seen enough of those uh, Zegers reenactment videos. I'm waiting to see the thread of videos of guys getting laid out because they didn't think of, of dodging the train before they did it, but I haven't seen yeah. those just yet. <laughs> Yeah, well, and, and skill development, and, and I've, I mean, I've done a few other podcasts and things like that, and, you know, I'm one voice, and, and I know there's a lot of other people out there in my position that, that are telling people this too, but um, you can't learn hockey on Instagram, and that's the way it's going right now, is people are, are doing things more for clicks uh, than they are for actual proper instruction, and that's the message that when anytime I'm out with a player, whether it be a pro player or a a young player it's always making sure what we're doing what's best for that player not something just to try and get a whole bunch of likes before we let you go scott you yours is a very interesting specialty how'd you get into this this niche um you know what it's i'm actually a tool maker <laughs> i spent uh, 15 years in a trade uh, and i played hockey growing up i was i was always I played in a very small town and I was always good for my small town. You know, when you get into the bigger cities, I was just okay. And I saw the writing on the wall early enough that I'm like, I better get a job. And I did. I went out and I got a, a trade and, and I, one of the shops that I was working at, the uh, administrative assistant had a son that was playing hockey. And she's like, you played a lot of hockey. They're looking for a coach. So I'm like, yeah, why not? I'll try it. So I started coaching and then uh, a couple of people asked me if I'd do some extra with their kids and I'm like, I should try and give this a go. So I quit my job <laughs> and I ran with it and uh, I had a former business partner that him and I kind of, we worked long hours, we spent a lot of time on our, on our feet and, and the beauty of it was we had a group of guys that there's no, you can't go to university to, to learn how to be a skills coach. There's no book to read on how to skate properly. Everyone's kind of got their own interpretation of it. But we had enough hockey guys around that we could take things that we saw in games, and I still to this day watch games. And it's the beauty of what I do now is I've got guys like Joel Ward and Huey and Manny that I can bounce this stuff off of and say, hey, I saw this in the game the other day. What do you think of doing this in practice and, and mixing this in? And that's how we kind of came up with our, our shtick is we saw it and then we go out and try it and we tweak it. And all of us having some hockey background, it makes sense to us. We say, all right, we go teach it. And then the more we started to do it, 
Now we had the opportunity to work with some of the players that we trained with had gone on and played some pro hockey. And now we could try it with them and say, okay, would this work in the NHL? You know, could you pull this off? Would you have time to do this? With a variety of different players and identities. And, and it's something that's, that's still growing and it's something that I'm constantly trying to expand on. I went to the game Monday night and the sole purpose was to, to watch, to find some things that I can do with these guys here. And that's, it's still growing. Well, it's, it's a, a task that you, you keep reinventing yourself with it, and that makes everyone better every day. I can't, I can't leave it alone. You were a tool maker, so you, tool maker. you know your way around the shop then. If anything ever happened to George uh, Lopez or to, to Cam Batty, you could probably hop in last minute and do some. I could. I showed the skates. I, uh, yeah, I've got a, I grew up on a farm, so we had to learn to do everything. <laughs> well... Good to know. You're, you're, you're not even a dual threat. You're four or five threats, but for now... <laughs> well, careful. <laughs> yeah, there's a, more, more than enough to keep you busy on the ice. Uh, yeah. Scott Jones, Skating and Skill Development Consultant with the VGK. Thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you very much, Brian. And that was Scott Jones, Henderson Silver Knights, ready to get back to work tomorrow when they take on the Stockton Heat, the first of two meetings this weekend in Stockton. Henderson Silver Knights have gone 2-0-1 against the first-place Heat this season, and they head into this weekend trailing the Heat by 12 points in the Pacific Division standings for that number one spot. But the Silver Knights do have three games in hand on Stockton. They also are behind the Ontario Reign by six points for the number two spot. Of course, Ontario padding their lead with back-to-back wins last weekend at the Orleans Arena. For the Silver Knights, again, names to watch. Jacob Pelletier, of course, a talented young player and uh, basically a point-per-game player in his rookie season. Uh, and the goaltender, Dustin Wolf, who was the reigning uh, AHL goaltender of the month for December. The Silver Knights hung five on Dustin Wolf when these two teams last met, but nonetheless, Dustin Wolf uh, putting up Logan Thompson like numbers this season uh, and will certainly be a challenge against the Stockton Heat between the pipes. That'll do it for us today on HSK Today. Special thanks to Braden Pahal and Scott Jones for hopping on. We'll be on the air for puck drop at 7 p.m., pregame 6 30 tomorrow night from Stockton Arena right here on 12 30 of the game. Have a great afternoon, everyone. We'll see you this weekend for Silver Knights Hockey.